Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome back to Take Your Lead Podcast. So glad that you've joined us and that you continue to be a part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about our growth. If by any chance you missed out on the recent episode that we had with the phenomenal comment, which was really so life-giving, I encourage you to pause and stop and just go back and listen because I think it's going to help you within part two of this conversation that we're having. So welcome back, Carmen, and we're really so glad to have you part of Take Your Lead podcast. Thank you so much for having me back, Ms. Wanderlei. Awesome. I think part of what we spoke about in the recent episode is courage. You spoke about how part of the lessons that we can learn from horses is clarity, connection, and courage. How can one possibly go about empowering themselves with clarity, connection, and courage? And a caveat to the question is something I actually spoke to in the recent episode as to how do you remain courageous in the midst of fear? Mm. Big question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's one way. Um, There's probably trillion ways. Um, But I think they are really small. I think it's important to not think that, okay, I just want to be courageous. And so now I'm going to go and do the thing that I'm most afraid of and bang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, sometimes if that's your personality, that's how you want to roll with it. But I, I think true courage that's really coming from a very deep grounded sense with an open heart mm. is built over time. And mm. we can have big moments in our life that kind mm. of explode that a little bit and open it up, True. but to maintain that and to really be able to walk that day to day, it's a practice. Mm of leaning into the moment, opening up our heart and being willing to really be kind to who we are. I don't think we can push ourselves with force Mm. into that. I think it has to start from a place of of kindness and compassion with ourselves. So if we're really afraid and we're just able to do a tiny little bit of something that we're afraid of that's courageous okay and that is building a muscle mm. that over time can get stronger wow so if i'm hearing you correctly within courage it's being willing to build that muscle step by step and just facing seemingly small fears or doing something that you literally you're doing it but you're scared and by so doing i think you gather up that muscle and strength to be more courageous um, with bigger things. Yeah, I really believe so. Mm. And from that foundation, we chatted about this in the last podcast Mm. of creating that safety and connection with ourselves. With ourselves. How are we talking to ourselves? Mm. How are we supporting ourselves so that we actually have this ability to stretch our comfort zone in a way that's not harming us, but actually helping us? I think that's very key, Carmen. I think it's extremely key. Um, self-talk and 
maybe showing up for yourself because i think as leaders oftentimes we have the pressure of having to show up for everyone else as strong as knowing it all as courageous uh, with clarity and and that's part of what leadership demands but the question is do we show up for ourselves as good as we show up for others and and i think that also speaks to the importance of self care yes i agree i think self care is courageous especially mm-hmm. in those kind of environments especially when we have all that pressure and expectation on us and responsibility mm. it's courageous to be able to prioritize our own wellness and necessary <laughs> And it's not that. just a, oh, good, it's, it's courageous, <laughs> you know, it's a novelty. No, I think it's courageous because there's so much kind of going against it, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely necessary. And if we don't do it, it comes back to bite us in the butt eventually, sometimes really taking us down. And mm-hmm. um, I think for those of us, especially if we're really passionate about our work, a lot of leaders are. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we don't have an official leadership role, I think we are always stepping into some kind of leadership in our lives. So if the things that make us really passionate that we're putting a lot of energy to, how amazing. And if we want to get the most and the, do the best work, we have to be carving out time to take care of ourselves too. Wow. You said something so profound as to how sometimes it's not even a matter of leadership in terms of a role but it's leadership in terms of passion and certain things that you do Uh, for yourself though um, where did leadership start for you oh I can think back to when I'm a tiny kid (laughs) (laughs) let's go there (laughs) (laughs) well I think I I think I'm just really broadening the definition all the time of what leadership means to me Mm. so I'm looking even at moments when I'm a young very young person um, and throughout my whole life where I needed to make a decision for myself, for others, step into that place of, you know, getting clear, getting connected, being courageous, um, even when others around me weren't. And having that willingness to take those steps out in front, so to speak. Mm. Really connecting, even though we're taking steps out in front, it's almost the same thing as taking a step inward too. Because Mm. as we do that, we have to be very connected and aligned with our true self, what our inner voices are, not the kind of bullying (laughs) inner voice, but that intuitive, deep down knowing voice and Mm -hmm. doing our best to live in alignment with that. Wow. You spoke about how over time your leadership um, evolved. Uh, Currently, what's your philosophy when it comes to leadership? Well, I really love um, these five roles of leadership that's connected to the horses. And so if I could just expand a little bit on what horse and sure. does. Sure. Yes. Thank you. Um, we have the in-person work with the horses. They're the best teachers, of course, um, that through workshops and, and private sessions. But I also do a lot of online coaching and presentations and speaking gigs um, that are offering some horse sense, even without the horses around. And so one of the ways to do this is through kind of these horse-inspired leadership models or kind of horse-inspired pieces that can help us in our day-to-day life with humans, but maybe just thinking about it a little bit differently. So 
one of the ways that I love thinking about leadership is through these five roles of leadership that were originally developed by my mentor, Linda Kohanov, that I'm certified to be sharing with others and that I integrate so much in my own life. It's so helpful to me. And I think a lot about leadership as how we are navigating power. How are we navigating power within ourselves, Mm. with others, Mm. and in the greater environment? Mm. And that doesn't always mean we're interacting with another person, right? How are we navigating that internal power just for us through Mm. something like self-care? How are we leading ourselves to a healthier place of wellness? True, true. And how are we interacting with others? How are we understanding the power dynamics at play? But not just about like power over, mm. um, but really the, the foundations of relationship. So I think these five roles might clarify this a little bit. And is it okay that I just go through them? Absolutely. Briefly? Absolutely. Sure. Fantastic. So I love Linda's work on this because it helped give me language to something that I really had felt in myself for so long. And so these five roles of a master herder, they're called, you can think of them as the five roles of leadership, masterful leadership. And they're also the five roles of power and social Mm. influence, whether Mm. that's with ourselves or others. Mm. So the first role is that of the sentinel. So the awareness, how aware am I in the present moment, both of myself and of others, how, and the environment, what's going Mm. on in the overall environment. I'm being Mm. very aware that perception of what's going on in the present. Mm. The second role is the nurturer companion. So how are we able to show up with heart, create connection, really have this willingness to value connection Mm. and closeness with others in ways that are appropriate for the relationship, of course. Mm. And yet in real ways, we talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, you can't fake caring. (laughs) So that nurture companion role is that true caring about the other, including ourselves. Mm. Um, And I think those two, especially, we're going to share the other three in a moment, but we often don't think about that awareness and that Mm. coming with heart Mm. as forms of power. And they, yet they are, they're Mm. very powerful. That is what allows us to have clarity. That is what is allowing us to have connection and courage. We need that foundation, even in the upcoming three roles, we need those foundations of awareness and heart involvement Mm. for the other three roles to be healthy. Brilliant. So the next role, yeah. I love it too. <laughs> uh, the next role is the, the leader. How are we actually, and I know we're talking about leadership as a whole, kind of like an umbrella term, yeah. but in these five roles, it's a very distinct role. It's different. It's to actually step out in front and lead the way to know where you're going, to have that vision of the future, even if it's only a few minutes from now, to think about a, a solution to a challenge just a few moments from now, or many years from now to be looking Mm. to where we're heading. Um, But that leader role, again, needs to have that foundation of awareness of the present, not just the future, and coming with heart. Otherwise, we can get too far out in front. Mm. We can can lose people. Mm. We can leave them behind in the dust. Mm. We can get impatient with people Mm. and really having that connection with them to bring them along with us. Sure. Um, 
Then there's the dominant role, which sounds kind of ominous, <laughs> but it's really important. Now, all these roles have their strengths and challenges. When I go through it in their full form, it's like a four-hour thing. Um, but oh, it, no. they all have their behavior, strengths, and challenges. And any time that we're using the roles not in balance, meaning that we're really kind of avoiding a certain role or overusing a certain role, we're going to have more of those challenging behaviors come through. Mm. So a role of the dominant, as an example, where we're kind of pushing from behind and creating a bit of divide to be able to say, okay, we're going forward. Let's move. No, you can't come. That's my stop. That's my no. That's my directiveness. That's my assertiveness, right? That's coming from that role of the dominant. Very important. If we don't have access to it, we're going to probably get mm -hmm. out of balance mm -hmm. with something like the nurture companion, mm -hmm. slipping into people pleasing, slipping mm -hmm. into being too soft, too kind, mm -hmm. heart mm -hmm. leading the way, but with no, no backbone. <laughs> True. Right? True. So we need that dominant role to balance it out as well. And it can also, of course, be on too much. So we can be jumping into that pushing behavior as our main go-to resource mm -hmm. and tool to get things done. And we're going to break the bonds that way. We're going to break the connection. So we need to have that dominant role very much in balance so that it's not underused or overused wow. as, the, as the case with all the roles. And then the final one is that of the predator. And we are omnivores. We are both predator and prey. And it's important to kind of embody and encompass and appreciate that we have that predator side as long as we are using it in a way that is, I like to say, kind of horse inspired. <laughs> so we can think of it using it for the good of the herd. We can actually use the predator role for the good of the herd. Oh, wow. So what that could look like is, and so the predator is a permanent ending, right? The dominant saying, stop, go, push, pull, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the predator is saying, okay, we've kind of escalated as far as we can get in a healthy way. This is no longer going to work. There has to be a permanent ending oh, wow. for there to be a sense of balance again. Hmm. So maybe in an organization, you have a person that you've really done your best to bring along and it's not working out and you've gone through different steps. Hmm. You haven't just kind of hoped it got better, <laughs> dropped a few hints, it's not working out and then they have to get fired. No, sure. I mean, like our actual progressing, having those difficult conversations, True. really kind of making it clear what's expected, why it's not working, giving them resources, giving them support, still not working. If we don't address that if there's a person who's really disruptive to the whole team, who's really bringing the whole show down, and we don't step into the predator role, we're really doing a disservice to everyone else Absolutely. in our quote, herd. Mm. Our herd is our team, our organization, mm. our family, our community, whatever. Mm. So if we're not able to step in that predator role when it's absolutely necessary, we're going to get in trouble. Wow. But of course, it can be overused too. We might mm -hmm. jump to it quickly because it's too uncomfortable to have those mm -hmm. difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to ghost you, <laughs> right? <laughs> or just going to fire you or whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. So all of these roles, all five have to be used in balance, but they're all forms of power. And that's how I'm kind of broadening this definition of leadership for myself, where I'm looking at all these kinds of ways that these roles can play out and 
even in the moments where it doesn't necessarily look like leadership with our classic definition of mm. I am standing at the front and <laughs> doing the leader role, they're all forms of supporting the energy, supporting the power dynamic, mm. whether I'm officially the leader or not, for the good of the herd. Wow. This is brilliant, Carmen. Thank you so much for sharing um, this amazing teaching. I think part of what I'm really identifying a lot with within the five um, roles of a master herder, I think I'm really drawn to the first two as you spoke to them of that awareness of self, of others and of the environment, as well as the heart involvement, because I think that's very key in anything that you do, because if your heart is detached from reality, you, as you mentioned, you will either be a dominant leader where it's push, 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 push. And that's dangerous because you won't be able to sympathize with the other people that you spoke about. And even predator being able to understand we both predator and prey. And I love how you spoke about using it for the good of the herd. And that takes heart because if heart is not involved, it will only be good for me as the herder, but not considering others and how other people are receiving me and how I'm showing up. So thank you so much for this. This is super, super helpful. Podcast family, I think the last past um, five, three, four minutes were pure gold. So I encourage you just to pause and rewind. And I think these five roles that Carmen has shared with us are absolute gold. Incredible. It's incredible. Part of what you spoke to Carmen um, within the three, which I'd like us maybe to land our plane on. Um, you spoke about clarity, you spoke about um, connection and courage. You spoke quite extensively around courage. Maybe if we can maybe drill down a bit on connection, maybe just a pocket guide. How can one connect like dummy level, a dummy guide to connecting? Here I am. I've met this particular, I'm a leader. When I connect with my team, I'm a... Um, similar to what you do on a connect with the horse but and i know the same principles possibly do because uh, oftentimes as you mentioned what people want is connection being able to connect and, and that's really how things flow how do we go about it at a dummy level where i really maybe it's even speaking part of what you do uh, when doing your workshops is speaking and with different groups uh, different institutions, organizations, even worse now online or bet better, depending on how you view it. How do you connect? Sure. Well, again, huge question. So <laughs> many ways, <laughs> so many options out there. Um, I'm going to go back to the five roles to answer this question. Sure. I think we need to have access to all five of those roles, awareness, coming with heart, being able to step out in front, yeah. mm -hmm. being able to be assertive, mm -hmm. and also being able to know when an ending is necessary. Okay. When we have access to all five of those, connection becomes a lot more possible okay. because we really need to be able to have that awareness of what's going on in the present moment. And that curiosity from like, I'm interested in connecting with my heart, but also to recognize that maybe if someone's crossed a boundary, that part of connection means being able to set our boundaries mm. in a pretty nonchalant way. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be a big deal, mm. but if we don't have boundaries and connection, is it really connection? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's that. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of my first piece. I just want to bring it back to that because I don't want to make it sound too simplistic 
I think it's really important to understand that we need this balanced approach to anything we're doing, including relationships and connection, even though it sounds kind of simple, it's not. But if there were one simple piece that I could offer is that really like start here, it would be to just be really interested in whoever's in front of you. When I'm working with a horse, when I'm interacting with a person, I'm so interested to know who are you? Mm. Who are you? And part of me learning who are you is also coming from a place of knowing who I am. The more we know who we are, the more we can clearly learn who you are. Wow. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Wow. The more we know who we are, the easier and clearer we can actually know who you are. Wow. Sure. You said it's simple, but I really don't think it's simple because it's so deep. It sounds simple, but it's really um because <laughs> being interested in the next person, and I've seen it is something that you actually uh, live out. It's not just something you say, but I've seen how interested you are. I've seen some of the work that you do, the interactions that we've had, and um it's something it seemingly comes like it's effortless to you. Uh, where does just maybe lastly someone who it might not come naturally how how best can they start in terms of wanting to be interested in people and um, dealing with that inferiority that seems like but it might seem like uh, what would you say to someone who's like okay I want to be more interested how do I start How, how do I go about doing that sure Um, I want to share two things on this. The first is that this is another kind of muscle we can build. If it's not something that's coming naturally to you, um, that's okay. We can all get stronger in the things that we're not necessarily strong in right now. Absolutely. And the second piece is that the bigger of a platform of self-worth, I I love that term. I heard it from Dr. Harriet Lerner. The bigger of a platform of self-worth we can be standing on the more that we can actually pay attention and lean into the other person's experience. Mm. And that's kind of what's coming from that place of really knowing who we are, but not just knowing who we are, but having that self-worth, having that self-compassion for Mm. who we are. Mm. So if this is something that you really struggle with, I would suggest to try to give yourself permission in like one conversation that for even like, five minutes or two minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you almost give yourself that intentional permission and direction to be like, okay, even if I don't feel it right now, I'm going to behave as though I really am confident in who I am and whatever's coming out of that person's mouth or that (laughs) being, whatever they're showing me, um, I'm going to give myself permission to not take it personally, not do a comparison Mm -hmm. to myself Mm. not really kind of just do this inner Mm. self-reflection negative dialogue Mm. with myself Mm. that I'm going to allow myself to stand here and just even pretend that I'm enough exactly (laughs) as I am and allow myself to just really be so curious and open and excited to know for two minutes more about this person in front of me. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I think um, you've literally given us a practical tool and and, and I love the quote you also mentioned as to how the foundation of self-worth is very important. 
And I think it goes back to what you were speaking about. It's a muscle that we need to intentionally develop because the more self-aware you are, the less you have to role play, the less you have to be dealing with insecurity and inferiority. And that's why a lot of leadership work is actually internal more than external. Because if you do the due diligence on working on yourself, you show up better, you contribute better. If you get better, as it's often said, everything and everyone else around you gets better. So thank you so much, Carmen, for your time. Any parting uh, thought and um, anything on your heart as we um, bring in our plane for landing on this amazing episode that we've had? Well, thank you, Ms. Wanderley. Thank you to all your listeners. If there's one thing I could share is that if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're already doing great work. And I'm so excited to be connected to you listeners, you Ms. Wandelay, who are people in this world who are making an effort to grow, to learn, to help the world become a little bit of a better place. So thank you all for doing the work that you're doing. Awesome. Thank you for the amazing work that you're doing. And maybe to our podcast family that would like to connect with you and some of the work that you do, possibly see a picture of Grace here and there. How best can they connect with you? For sure. Um, so I have my website, which is horsesensenorth.com. Um, on there, you can find a bunch of stuff. I have an online course that's linked to that as well. Um, and then I have uh, social media. I have a Facebook page at Horse Sense North, Instagram at Horse Sense North, and TikTok at Horse Sense North. Awesome. Thank you so and much. And YouTube, but I don't post a lot there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should. I was actually checking out your Instagram page and I saw some amazing content there on um, the Horse Sense North. And it was so beautiful to see the work that you do and the conversations that you have with us um, online. Um, and we really commend and we cheer, cheering for you and we really applaud the phenomenal work that you're doing. And thank you so much once again for your time. And you've added so much value to myself and I know to the podcast family. And thank you so much once again, Carmen. And to you, podcast family, thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this episode. Please do remember to rate, uh, like, share the content with your teams, with your friends. And remember to download the podcast episode notes, which are a great tool for application. And if you do happen to share it online, please do tag us. We'd really love to engage with you further on this conversation. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.nzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.